Sometimes we find ourselves, you know, on the other side of a crisis or a tough situation, and uh, we can accept that things have changed. But often, you know, we find ourselves asking, you know, what do I do now? Or where do I start? Letting go of the past can be difficult. Well, what I want to do in the next few moments is I want to give you three points that have really helped me in those seasons of life, let go and let God steer the direction of my life into the new and exciting and unknown. Hello, my name is Eli. I'm one of the pastors here at Global Heart Church, and I'm so glad that you've given us the time just to have a chat with you in a moment, uh, just to chat with you for a moment and discuss, you know, the things of God, and hopefully this will be beneficial to you. And I was having a, a moment the other day, and I don't know if you've ever had one of these moments, but it's those moments in life where you realize, hey, <laughs> I'm getting old. It's when you remember things of the past that used to be common knowledge, but then you realize that the, the generation that's now have no idea what you're talking about. And I was thinking about, you know, early text messaging because I was remembering the first phone I had. And I remembered that sending a text cost you 20 cents each to send a text. And you were like really careful in what you put in there. And you can only do 160 characters. And then if you had to do a group text, it could end up costing you like $10 to send a text. And nowadays, you know, texts are free. And then I was speaking to a young guy the other day and I was talking about my old car, which used to have a window winder to wind up the window. And he had no concept of what I was talking about because all he'd known has electric windows. And uh, I was chatting to my sister the other day and she was talking about how in primary school they don't even teach kids how to read analog clocks anymore. And I was just thinking to myself, wow, you know, how quick time has gone. And I realized, you know, some things change in life and sometimes when it's progress, hey, it's beneficial. But sometimes due to a circumstance or a crisis, some things just stop and they change. And it can be difficult to adapt to the new situation. What I want to do today is I want to pick from you a story in the Bible where life changed drastically for a group of men. And in fact, because those group of men's lives changed, they've changed the world as we see it today. And it's in a book of Luke and Luke was written by a guy called Luke, funny enough. But history tells us he was a physician and he was commissioned by a wealthy man called Theopolis to give an accurate retelling of the life of Jesus. And in Luke chapter 5, we hear a story and it's entitled Jesus uh, recruiting his first disciples. And in Luke chapter 5, verse 1, it says that Jesus is by the Sea of Galilee and he's surrounded by a huge crowd. He's a popular guy. People are following him. And then it says in verse 2, it says, And he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake, but the fishermen had gotten out of them and they were washing their nets. So the first thing, like I, I pick, picture this, is Jesus is, is on the shore and he sees these fishermen and it says that they fished all night in another, in another um, one of the Gospels and they had caught nothing. And here they are washing the nets. So they, they toiled, they've worked hard all night and they've got nothing. And you know, sometimes uh, we get to a point in life where it's like, man, I've been working hard, I've been doing things, I had my 2020 plan, my vision, uh, my New Year's resolution 2020 and then all of a sudden it's cut short. It's like nothing, no fruit has come out of that. This is the point which these guys are at. But then it goes on in verse 3. It says, And, he got one, he, and then Jesus got into one of the boats, which was Simon. And he, put, he asked him to put out a little way from land. And he sat down and began teaching the people from the boat. The first point I want to give you, and the first point that always really helps me, is we first need to position ourselves position ourselves in the proximity of Jesus. See these fishermen after working a hard night, they could have been tired and said, I'm going home, I'm, I'm going to bed, I'm done. But instead they allowed Jesus to come into their livelihood, 
to use their livelihood to preach the word of God. And second, they were in the presence of God. They were in close proximity to God and they were hearing the word of God. I want to encourage you right now. I know you're watching this, so you're, you're already uh, halfway there. You're positioning yourself to hear the word of God. But we need to position ourselves, whether we're tired or whether it seems like, you know, I want to give up or, you know, it's not working. We need to constantly position ourselves to hear the word of God. That's my first point. But then it goes on and, uh, you know, Jesus has finished preaching. And in verse four, it says, when he had finished speaking, this is Jesus. He said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Verse five, Simon answered and said, master, we've worked hard all night, like I said, and uh, caught nothing. But I will do as you say and let down the nets. Hey, I love Peter's response here because Peter wasn't shy still to tell God, hey, okay, look. Uh, what you're saying is hard, but this is how I feel. And I want to encourage you at home, you know, Jesus is okay with you letting him know. In fact, he wants you to let him know uh, your situation and how you feel about the situation. But Peter and the fishermen, uh, despite how they felt, they did it anyway. And I love to think, uh, you know, how would Peter be and the fishermen be thinking in this situation? Because why is a carpenter telling us experienced fishermen how to fish? And not only that, you know, Jesus is, is telling us to go out into the deep water, out into the unknown. I know what I mean, like, hey, you know, deep water, hey, this is scary. And uh, if you are an avid angler, I look, I look this up, but in fact, you don't want to fish near the surface, which you would do in nets during the day, because fish uh, don't like being near the surface. And historians tell us that nets in those days, they weren't made out of invisible nylon like they are today, but they were made out of linen. So fishermen would fish at night because this way the fish wouldn't be able to see the nets and swim around them. So everything was working against them. And Jesus asked them to cast the net uh, to the other side. And this thing really stuck out to me as well, because when I was preparing this word, God really said to me, you know, in this season as a church, you know, we're using the net. <laughs> I know a metaphor there. We're using a net in a way that we haven't used before, but God really assured me that, hey, you know what, this is me, and uh, you're about to receive a miraculous catch. And despite all this, going into the deep water, the one thing that would have troubled me the most is, you know, what would the other fishermen think? <laughs> you know, what would they be thinking? Like, these guys are crazy. They listen to a carpenter guy, and, you know, what are they doing? You know, there can be that embarrassment when you're listening to God, and it seems unusual, and it seems silly. Like, what would everyone else, what would everyone else think? Because it doesn't make sense but they did it anyway but then it goes on it says in verse 6 i love this bit it says when they had done this they enclosed a great quantity of fish and not only that it says such a great quantity that their nets began to break so it says they signaled other partners so other business people uh into in with other boats and for them to come help them and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. So this was not just a small catch, like, oh, we've caught nothing at night and now we've caught something. Wow. It's like they caught a miraculous catch in a time that was not seemingly the right time, in a way that was not seemingly the right way. But Jesus had asked them to, and they had received a miracle catch. I want to encourage you, you know, God is going to do things in your life as you trust him, even though it doesn't seem normal, even though it doesn't seem logical. God wants to bless you in a way that far exceeds what you think can ask or imagine. I love in Romans 8, 28, it says, and we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Ephesians 3.20 says this, it says, Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and to super abundantly 
uh, do more than we all dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes and dreams, according to his power that is in work within us. I want to encourage you, that's what God wants to do as we trust him in this season, as we're coming out of the unknown and stepping into a new season, into new territory. Hey, we've got to trust God. Things may look different. Things may look weird, but hey, God is in control. And in the end, we're going to receive a great miracle and reward. Now, I want to finish on this last point. I said I'll give you three points. And my third point was the point that troubled me the most because this is the point we often skip over like we love to hear that God's going to bless us you know God's going to allow our business to expand and bless other businesses all that stuff is good but I love what happens because after this story it says that you know Peter was so amazed that he threw himself at the feet of Jesus and in this moment he had a realization that this was not just the carpenter that this was the son of God but then Jesus says to Peter he says this strange line and he says to Simon Peter he says do not fear, for now you'll be catching men. So, so Jesus was saying, hey, you've been a fisherman your whole life. Uh, this is how you've done life. Now I'm going to transition you into something that's so unusual, but I'm going to change the trajectory of your life. And verse 11 is what stuck out to me the most. And this is the point I want to give you. And this is so confusing to me. It says, when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. I mean, <laughs> what are you talking about? You're fishermen. Uh, you felt embarrassed and now you feel great because you know everyone's like oh my gosh it's an amazing catch of fish it's, the, it's a miracle catch of fish there's all this money your business is booming and you think wow they'd thank Jesus and say oh cool come back anytime you want and do this again but it says no they left everything they even left that catch of fish they had just caught in an instant and they said Jesus I'm following you my third point is following God is it's going to cost you everything <laughs> and this is the hardest point to grab a grip of this is the hardest point to constantly as you're following God to realize is that God doesn't just want a part of you God doesn't just want a section of your life or God's just not just the genie who wants to bless what you're doing but God actually wants us to trust him and lay down every area of our life it says in Matthew 10 verse 39 it says whoever finds their life will lose it so whoever finds their life in this world will lose it but whoever loses their life for my sake will find it I want to encourage you, that's what God wants to do, is us to lay down our trust and take up trust in God. John 10.10 10 says the enemy, there's an enemy out there. He comes to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus has come to give us life, but not only, not only just life, the scripture says life to the full or life more abundantly. I can testify to this and so many people uh, around the world, two billion Christians can testify to the goodness of God as you give God your all and trust in him. So friend, that's what I want to do in this last moment is I want to give you an opportunity not to say, God, uh, uh, just have a little bit of me, but maybe you're here at home and you're saying, hey God, like, hey, if you're real, I'm in uncertain times and I don't know what's happening, but God, if you're real, I want to entrust my life to you. And friend, it's simple. Maybe you do it now or maybe when you're alone by yourself in bed or wherever watching on your phone, you can do it as well. I just want to lead you through a simple prayer. That's what the Bible says. It's as simple as that. It's saying, God, look, I invite you into my life. And as you pray that prayer, as you believe it with all your heart, the Bible says that we will start this journey like Peter, falling at the feet of Jesus, laying everything down, that God will begin to steer your life into a new trajectory, a great one in Jesus' name. So if that's you, what I want you to do right where you are is I want you to pray with me and uh, repeat after me. And the key is, like I said, be sincere. So here we go. 
Dear God, I thank you that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, to pay the price for me living life my own way. Jesus, I believe in your finished work. Help me from this day to follow after you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, hey, I'm so happy for you. Uh, in the chat section or at the bottom of the description of this video, there will be a link. Um, and if you prayed that prayer, look, I want to encourage you. Hey, the Bible's clear that this is a fantastic journey, but it's also clear that this is a journey that cannot be done on its own. So if you fill out that form, click on the link. There's a little short video which will explain a little bit more about what you've done as well. But if you click on that link, someone will contact you. And maybe you don't live in Perth or Hamburg or, or Zambia or wherever our church is. And we'd still love to connect with you and steer you and connect you with a great community that will help you move forward in God. Just before I finish, I want to do two more things. Uh, don't rush off. Uh, the second thing is that that really stuck out to me about this story as well is that Jesus actually had to do this similar thing twice for Peter. Because, see, Jesus was on earth for three days and, you know, Peter, uh, Simon Peter, he's like, Jesus, want to follow you. But then when Jesus is crucified and Peter is a bit lost and he's like, man, what do I do now? Jesus hadn't been resurrected yet. It says that Peter goes back to fishing in John verse 21. And it says that Peter's like given up and he's going back to his old life, what he'd done before. And then Jesus comes again and does a very similar story. And he, and he says to them, hey, throw your nets out the other side and they catch a fish. And Peter realizes in that moment, wow, this is Jesus. And not only that, he is reminded, hey, what God started in me, he has not finished. So I want to encourage you if you're out there and you're saying, you know, once upon a time I was walking with God. Once upon a time I was, you know, on power for God and I was doing this great journey for God. But now it seems like I've gone back and reverted to what I've done before. I want to encourage you, Jesus hasn't finished with you yet. And I just want to pray with you if that's you. Um, you can keep your eyes open or whatever makes you feel comfortable. But I just really feel a sense to pray for you from uh, where I am to, to your home or wherever you're listening. And I really believe God is going to just give you that, that confidence that hey, he, what he started in you, the Bible says he will bring to completion. So Lord, I just thank you for everybody at home who's just feeling a bit discouraged, feeling a bit flat, feeling, hey, look, God, uh, I feel that I've lost it or I've, or I've upset you, God. I just pray for those people right now, Lord. I just pray uh, that seed of doubt, that seed of, uh, God, you're finished with them, Lord. I pray just break that in the name of Jesus, God. And I pray just pour your love upon them. God, I pray as they step out, believe in you, Lord, that the new doors will open. God, they'll see those doors, put that word to work and work it out for your goodness and your glory in Jesus' name. I said I was going to do two more things. The last thing I want to do, I swear we're going to finish right now, is that, hey, in just a moment, just before the after party, there's going to be a 30-second screen, just a transition. And I just felt really encouraged in this season. What I want you to do is I was remembering back to when I first started coming to church and someone invited me to church. And I know in this season, it's, it's a bit harder to meet people and invite people to a building, but you can still invite someone to watch this. And I really feel it's going to bless them. So what I want you to do is in those 30 seconds, I want you to, you know, whether you're on your computer or on your phone, just copy the link. And I just want to challenge you, hey, prayerfully think, who can I send this to? And you can tag something on there like, hey, it's thinking of you or, hey, you want to check out my church, check out this. And just send them the link. And I'm believing as we do that, we're going to see a whole bunch of people receive and start that journey with God. Romans 10:15 says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. For all your ladies out there, I know all the 
the, the pedicure places are closed. So if you're wanting your feet, <laughs> if you're wanting your feet to look good, hey, if you wanted to, to do something great for God, hey, why don't you share this with somebody? And I'm believing we're going to see a whole bunch of people start this journey with God in Jesus' name. Thanks for your time, and I'll see you at the after party. Hey, what a great message by Pastor Eli. Hey, if you haven't already, why don't you copy the link and share that with someone in your world. I believe it's going to help and impact many, many people. Hey, if you are new with us tonight, or maybe you're back after being away for a while, I want to encourage you to fill out uh, the contact card in the comment section. One of our team will reach out to you. Or maybe if you're not watching on a device right now, you're watching a TV or something like that, hey, why don't you go to the website, globalheartchurch.com, fill out a contact card, one of the team will be in contact with you. Hey, I hope you can join us for Sunday for church. I'm going to be preaching. I've got a word on my heart. I believe it's really going to help you and impact you. So I hope you can join us Sunday. If not, see you next Friday and God bless.